everybody. Welcome to Metal Misconduct. I'm Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records. And as always, we have Sean Rourke from NHL.com, who this time is actually sitting right next to me. I'm hosting. I'm hosting Metal you're, Misconduct. You're really, you're really co-hosting it. From the, uh, from the penthouse of the NHL.com studios here in Midtown <laughs> Manhattan. Yeah, we are, we are in the NHL offices this month, so I uh, figure we haven't done this. I don't think we've ever done this, have we? Nope. The first one we did in, in your wonderful office, right. first studio. And then since then, it's kind of been a bi-coastal thing. Last month, you got me on the drive to Pittsburgh, the first of five <laughs> drives so far to Pittsburgh. And uh, you helped me get through some stuck traffic. So this is the first time we're sitting face-to-face. And you can already feel the enthusiasm. We're not detached anymore. Oh, yeah. So why don't you just buy a house in Pittsburgh? You're there all the time anyway. And uh, You know, I love Pittsburgh. It is one of my, it's one of my favorite cities in the NHL. And everybody laughs whenever I say that. Fantastic town. Fantastic town. It's easy to get to. It's a five-and-a-half-hour drive from here, so I drive it every time instead of going through the hassle of flying. And uh, the bar scene, the food scene, um, the city's a walking city. It's so small, a great culture. Um, and the building's fantastic, and, and it's, a, it's a hockey town. I love going. I love the Penguins. Yeah, I know you do. Uh, I do there's, there, are, there are two things in Pittsburgh I do like aside from the Penguins. One is Ides, which is a great record store there which is right near downtown. And there's a really great restaurant there called Kaya. It's uh, a phenomenal restaurant, actually. It's like this organic Jamaican-slash-Caribbean restaurant, which is Pittsburgh, of all places. But that pretty much is where I run the gamut of, of Pittsburgh. So, Oh, no, I like everything about Pittsburgh. And the people there are great, too. Yeah. And obviously, now, if you guys uh, have seen on my Twitter, on the Metal Blade Twitter, uh, the Penguins sent us this awesome custom jersey they made for Metal Blade that has 82, the, the existence of the Metal Blade on the back and a bunch of other stuff. So the Penguins have been are huge supporters of Metal and Metal Blade. So, uh, so that's awesome. So my love for Pittsburgh is gaining because of all of that now. And I think we've mentioned it on here before. Vinny is spinning the tunes there. Yep. He's kind of had been toned down a little tiny bit, but he still is one of the more... I don't know, man. When... when when, when I went to the game this, this, this season, they, uh, you know, they were telling me, oh, you know, it's not like it used to be in the old building, yada, yada. But they still begin with, you know, seek and destroy them with Metallica. It's not raining blood by Slayer, but it's still close. And they played some, uh, was it Dark Tranquility or Dimmel Borgir or something? Yeah. Like Ravi, too. You know, he, when I was there last time, I, I met him and I told him to slip something in that would make me happy. Slipped in a little clutch during the... There you go. But they also, now they play like uh, Yellow and Black by, who's that, Wiz Khalifa, or... It's the guy, it's the big Steelers song. By the way, nobody has worse... You know, when we had Dan Boyle on a couple months ago, he was talking about how bad the warm-up music is in San Jose. Uh, nothing is worse than the warm-up music in Los Angeles now. It is like being in a horrible techno bar. It's all that really bad techno stuff. It's so awful. And our buddy, Fred Corey, I think I have another guy we should have on one of these days. Uh, Frank Corey, the drummer from Cinderella, does all the music and the game off stuff at, at L.A. He actually redesigned the whole Staples Center uh, uh, acoustic, uh, all their speakers and all that, all that nonsense. He's a great guy. I complain to him all the time, but they've been playing more metal. The last few times I went to Kings games, during the game now, they're playing yeah. a, a lot of metal. They're playing Motorhead, which is awesome, and a bunch of other stuff, but the pre-game warm-up is horrific. It, well, it wasn't very good last year, I didn't think, during the finals. And I hated the uh, their montage song. What was that? My Chemical Romance. 
Kings thing. Yeah, they yeah. did it a lot. They did it with news for a while, which was really cool. Yeah. But then, yeah, I think they did it with some. some like people. at the end of the year, it was all the guys growing up. Is that My Chemical Romance song where they I don't go know. and they march and uh, and they had they, they had all the kings as little kids and everybody in the press box was like, oh, this is so good. I'm like, it's uh, awful. The only place worse than that is Vancouver. They play stuff like Duck Sauce and. Uh, Oh, they're Canadians. Yeah. Although the, uh, last year or two years ago, uh, Electric Worry by Clutch was their goal song. So every time every time they scored a goal, you would hear Clutch for 10 nice. 15 seconds, which is better than Chicago and Chelsea Dagger. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, it's funny because, you know, you talk about music. And, you know, I've been every, well, I've been almost every arena now. The only one I, ha- I haven't been to St. Louis yet. And uh, our buddy Mike McKenna, who was on with us last month, and you predicted the Blues in the finals. They didn't even get on the first round. May I? That's the only one got wrong. But, uh, yeah, sure. But, yeah, but that's a big one to get wrong because you can go to the finals. I know. It's like picking your final My four. And they're still alive. Who's been in the first round? But anyway, NCAA bracket. But I haven't been to St. Louis and since the Blues are out. I can't go there this year. But I haven't been to St. Louis and I haven't been to the new arena in Buffalo uh, and Carolina. Those are the three I haven't been to. But I mean, all the other ones. And the most metal arena is definitely Anaheim. I think Pittsburgh is still number one. Uh, Anaheim is number two. Chicago's probably up in the top five. They play a lot of metal. Do they still play the Ministry song? I haven't been in a while. You know, I haven't, I haven't gone this year, so I, I can't remember. Because and he then, wrote that song for them. You know, the other one that's big is Boston. They play. They, they begin. They drop the puck to Motorhead. And yeah, and they play, some good play a lot of drop kicks. Yep. So I was there for Game Seven in the first round when they were down 4-1 and then they came back and they won 5 What an unreal game. To, to advance. I went spur of the moment, last minute, like Sunday night, I'm like, hey, I'm going to drive up, go to the game, and then I'll go to Pittsburgh. And during overtime, like after they scored the tying goal with like 30 seconds left, the place is going crazy. Thousands of fans had left. How many people left? They had left. Thousands of them. They were trying to get back in and they wouldn't <laughs> let them back in because of security. Ah, ah, yeah, of course. They get back in. Ah. They were trying to figure out like how they could do it, but all these people didn't get back in. There was no riot or anything when they were trying to get back in. Not that I know of. I was stuck in the press <laughs> box trying to rework a story that had been a complete obituary of the Boston Bruins and how they could have been one of the greatest teams of this generation, but they had lost 3-0 after being up 3-0 against the, against the Flyers. They had lost that series against Carolina a couple of years before the Scott Walker series where he sucker punched the guy and they totally fell apart. <laughs> and uh, they had lost uh, last year. Um, you know, and now they were up three to one on a, a Toronto team that, you know, was in the playoffs for the first time in forever and should have been overwhelmed. And so my story was a complete. Well, yeah, you and everybody else in the press box and freaking out. I had to rip it off. Like at first, when they made it four to two, I sent the note back to my desk and I'm like, could you just change the score line and reflect the saves? And then it's four to three and I made a little joke and I said, could you change the score line again? And then it's four to four and I'm like, just delete my whole story. I'll write a new one if we get to overtime because the Bruins almost scored before overtime yeah. and then 18 minutes during overtime and you better have your story ready because you don't know what's going to happen coming out but for those 18 minutes they just played three or four songs in their entirety there was no uh, presentation on the board nothing and the fans just danced and partied it was one of the craziest atmospheres they never let up from that final whistle right through overtime the fans never let up and it, it, the music played a huge part in it I think the fact that they played a lot of Boston area music and a lot of really fun rock and roll I think there was Jake Isles in there oh yeah any yeah. Boston 
but it was not any ball stuff. Oh. The drop kicks were in there. They always slipped the drop kicks. Yeah. In there. And uh, but it was such a party atmosphere. I mean, I remember writing furiously and just stopping in the middle and kind of absorbing the whole thing and go, oh, this song's been on for a long time because you're so used to those snippets of just quick music and then it changes to something else and usually I'm like, I hate that and I go back to work. So you think that was calculated by the by the, the Bruins organization? Like, I have no idea. Like, yeah. I thought it was a brilliant move. Maybe they didn't have anything prepared for the time <laughs> because they thought it was over. Everybody else thought they probably shut everything down. Oh, we're out of here. So <laughs> it's like the DJ who loses everything It just plays like a whole album side while he tries to recover. It was, it was kind of like that but it really lent to the atmosphere and it reminded me again of how much music has an impact on a crowd. Like, no matter where you are, at a club, at, at a sporting event, oh, yeah. like, you can you can totally shape the the mood of the crowd with the music that you play. Well, like, we were talking about, you know, the Kings, and for a while, they were beginning the game with some horrible music. And the, kids, the fans just aren't into it. Whenever you have metal, you know, obviously I'm biased, but whenever you have metal hockey, and fans go crazy. And, you know, the, when you don't, you have some other you know, techno or whatever nonsense they're playing. It's just, you don't get the same, the same intensity from the crowd. So there's no bloodlust. Exactly. That's funny. So as we see here today in these palatial offices here in the <laughs> NHL, um, it's, we have two game sevens, one tonight, which is uh gang sharks. And then one tomorrow, which is black Hawks, <laughs> excuse me. And red wings. So uh, this is going to air. You guys are listening to this Saturday or Monday or whatever on the podcast. So obviously, uh, so who's going to win these games? You'll, you'll know the outcome and you'll know how. I know, although he's a smart one of us is. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, San Jose is going to win tonight because that's my pick. Yeah, all right. Although we didn't make second round picks, but they were one of the teams I picked coming out of the first round, and I didn't pick LA, so I need them out. And then. Uh, I, I think I think Chicago. I need them out for my own personal thing, not the NHL uh, thing. But uh, and then the Chicago Detroit game—that's a tough one for me um, to to pick. I really thought Detroit had them on the ropes, and now Chicago's come back. But it's it's so hard to win three games in a row. I mean, everything has to go right. It took seven, game seven in Chicago with yeah. had the team had the best. How can they lose? I, 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 I think they can. Um, they've already lost once this round in, uh, at home. There's only been like three losses at home this round. It, it's it's unbelievable. Well, you know, it's, it's the only good thing I'll say about... Uh, I, for some reason, Detroit is hard, it's a hard team to like. I, mean, I love Datsuk. He's phenomenal. It's a hard team to like for some reason, for me at least. Um, so I'm rooting for the Blackhawks. Plus, I need them to win because I think them. Uh, I picked Pittsburgh and Chicago in the finals. It's still possible. And I'm all, I, as I said when I picked it, I'm, I'm certain it's going to happen for one reason and one reason only. I'm going to be in Europe pretty much the entire... I think I might get game one in maybe because I'm leaving on the 17th of June. So uh, I might get one game in if I'm lucky. Uh, but that's why it's going to be Pittsburgh-Chicago because I'll be out of the country. Well, it is all about what it conveniences you the most. Well, that's the way it works. Murphy's Law, right? Yeah. Awesome. It's Murphy's Law. I'm trying to remember if I picked the Kings or the Sharks to play the Blackhawks. I'm trying to find it on, on, on NHL.com. And I, can't I, I believe it. you picked the Kings. I think it was picked the Kings of Chicago. I, I, I know that I got seven of eight right on the first round. The Kings were the only one I got wrong. And then we never really did second-round picks, so I can't claim them. But I had Pittsburgh. And we did do second-round picks. Well... According to what 
Well, according to who was in. Yeah. Um, I have Pittsburgh St. Louis in the final. Yeah, it's my it's NHL predictions. So that's not going to happen. I think I'm going to get half of it. Right? I think Boston's going to give them a serious run. I think it's a tough series. I, I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see in that series. You know, does Boston? I mean, they had, luckily for them, they have a lot, nice long rest, but they had two pretty tough series. And first, the Islanders was tougher than people thought for the Penguins. But I mean, they pretty much just flew out Ottawa, which yeah. is surprising. It's all going to depend on how our our metalhead buddy uh, Tuka Rask plays, I guess. Uh, that'll be a huge part of it. I, I think the matchups are going to be a huge part of it. I'm really interested to see what Boston is going to do. I mean, I would assume Bergeron's going to play against the Crosby line, um, and that'll be really interesting to see because Patrice is one of the best two-way centers in the world. Yep. Um, and I and Chara against. I mean, I guess it's going to be Chara against Malkin, or or you know, it's a three and zero in the regular season. Nothing that means much. They're all one goal games. You know, they they're very even. I think I think he may split up Chara and Seidenberg to try and do those two big lines. A lot of it will depend on if France is healthy enough to come back. He started skating again today with them. But I think they've always gone, when they've been most successful, they've put Seidenberg and Char together, but they didn't start out that way. You know, in the cup run, they started out separated and they got down 3-1 to one to Montreal and then Claude put them back together and off they went. But I think maybe you separate them and you can have Char against Malkin, big body against big body, and then you can put Seidenberg, who to me is one of the most underrated defensemen in all of the NHL, and you can put him against the top line and hope to contain him that way. Um, but a lot of it will be last change. A lot uh, There will be a lot of things like that going on. The one then thing that scares me is Pittsburgh had a pretty easy time in the second round. But mentally, they have not impressed me so far in this tournament. The the way that they played against the Islanders. Tournament? It's a tournament now? Tournament. <laughs> uh, the way that they played against the Islanders was a little eye-opening. They ran around a lot. They When they started to lose, they started to lose the plot a little bit. Flurry was not good. Oh. Um, well, that was a big change. I mean, Flurry was awful. Yeah. It's interesting to see what happens with Fokun if they lose a couple games, if they go back to Flurry. Well, I think, he's, how he I think he's earned now. He's earned two bad games instead of one. Yeah, it's going to be two. I, I don't know that he'll have that. I think it's gonna, I think it's going to be six or seven games. I can't see either team winning in four or five. Yeah, so... It's going to be six or seven games. I mean, obviously, I still think it's going to be the Penguins, but uh, you know, I'm going to go to at least one of the games, it looks like, uh, in, in Pittsburgh. But it's going to kill me because they're going to boo my buddy Yager. Yeah. Insanely. I never understand. I I, as a fan, I'm a, look, I'm a huge Penguins fan. I don't understand, like, why you boo somebody like I mean, the guy won you two cups. Yeah. yeah you're booing him just because he didn't he, he didn't come back to play for you again? Or I think it was the circumstances in which he didn't come back. I mean, they, L.A., they booed Gretzky. Like, yeah. Uh, but I just think with Yager, he was such an idol, and he, he kind of played them a little bit. And he's like, oh, I'll come back. I'll come back. And then he got a better offer. And he could have gone anywhere else in the league, but he went to Philly. Liars, yeah. And they, it's just the hatred there is beyond rationale. I, I, think, I think we just went into insanity at that point. Like, the they started seeing red, and he'll never be the same. But it's so funny because he's everywhere, even in that new building. Like, you walk in their locker room, and he he's on the wall above Mark's wall. You know, he's on the Ring of Honor. You know, but he's every, there's remnants of him everywhere in that building. That As there should be. Of course. But the Penguins look at it every day, and now he's still active. Like, that's the weird part about it, is that he's still, everybody else is retired. Well, he's he's going to try and stop them from winning another cup. Yeah. Well, I think, though, for him, uh, you know, I think that it was not the reasoning that he went to Philly. Well, obviously, it's a better fit for him. 
but I mean, where's he going to play in Pittsburgh? I mean, he's not going to, you know, you got all these two superstars there, so he's going to be the fourth or fifth wheel. How, you know, how, how are you going to fit him in? It, it's, uh, you know, I think the dynamic for him, as much of a great story would have been to come back, I just don't really know they would fit, fit in really, really well there. Right. You know, it's been interesting watching, like, Ginla, because I think Ginla struggled pretty mightily with that, too. He's playing better now. But, you know, when he first got there, like, he, you know, he, he just didn't fit in. It's going to be interesting. Well, I have him on the wrong side. Well, that's it. That's the whole thing. It's like, you know, how you get a Hall of Famer like those guys, and then you, you don't have any room for them. Like, you know, the new lawyer, you could say, what, are you going to get rid of Kunitz? Or, he's, you know, it's a weird fit. But, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, you know, yeah, I think again, let's play a lot better now. But he's going to have to be – they need that leadership from him at Morrow because I agree with you with the Islanders series, and that's what happened last year is they have young kids all off their game. You know, all the guys were in season A's or all these young guys still who – are a little immature, so they need that leadership. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it should be a great series. I'm really looking forward to it. And we have no idea who's going to be you know, <laughs> as we speak. Uh, I just hope it's not Detroit, but uh, Detroit. You like Detroit? I just, well, I can't. I, I do. I bother me. I've always liked Detroit. I just, I like the way they go about their business. I really like Mike Babcock a lot. I think he's a really good coach. He's hard to look at sometimes on TV. Like I would be afraid to do something wrong because he just he yeah he's that's a big coach. Looks like, to me, he looks harder than anybody in the NHL. Like just really? the way he looks, he's so stern. He's got that scar, and I'm just like, oh man. But uh, <laughs> I think he's a really, really good coach. Um, I love the way they run their business. I mean, they've been good for so long. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and I just I've always kind of been partial to them. I don't know if it's the well, old. I don't time. like. The, well, I like the old times. I mean, I was a big Eisenman fan when Eisenman was there. I, I really liked that team. But they're I don't know they play a very boring style now. And yeah. I mean, look, I love that. So he's phenomenal. I would have loved to see. And I, you know, all the way back to, to when the, they had Larionov and all those guys. Yeah. Were huge Red Wing fans back then, but. Now they just, I don't know, something about that team bothers me. So well, I really like Dan Cleary. He's the only newbie left in the tournament. My wife's a newbie. So I always I always have a soft spot for whatever newbie's left in the tournament. And uh, with Ryan Clough out with the Rangers, I, I, I'm pretty sure Dan's the last one left. And he's he's aces in my book. So uh, that's one of the main reasons I guess I like them. Oh, fair enough. But, well, who, so who's going to win that game? We, we never did make a prediction there. I still I feel like Detroit. I don't I don't know that they can lose three games in a row. It's still though game seven in Chicago. President's Trophy winners. You think that the Red Wings? All the pressure's there. They're not on Detroit. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll and I think I think that Jimmy Howard's been the better goalie in this in this series. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times in Game Seven, that's what it comes down to. Well, I can't. I'm, I'm not even making any predictions because I, I have the Kings and I had the Kings and the Blackhawks meeting, and so that, that, that's my prediction for tonight. But I have a feeling, though, you know, and I, I don't want to root against my buddy Dan Boyle. So, uh, you know, I'm, I, I have a feeling that the Sharks might actually win the game, but I don't know. It could be again home. You know, Stanley Cup champion. Any chance, Game Seven at home. I think it's going to be really difficult for the road teams to win either of those games. The, the two things that lead me that maybe the road teams can win is they both done it on the road in this. Oh no, San Jose blew it. They could have won on the road in Game Two, and they blew it. The the Wings have won. Um, I, I just I think if San Jose comes out and somehow finds the energy to play like they do at home, 
where they're just hitting everything that moves and, and coming in waves that they have they have a puncher's chance. And and our body What fighter, is a puncher's chance? Puncher's chance, just like in boxing, like if you're a good puncher and you're not a good fighter, you always have that it's the Rocky. You have that that I've, never, I've never heard this vernacular. Before. Yeah, yeah. In, fight, in the fight game, if you're a good, if you have a knockout, if you have knockout ability, you don't have to be a great fighter because all you need is one punch. Whereas a boxer needs to be good, so a guy always has a puncher's chance if he's got a big, heavy fist. So they have a puncher's chance in in game seven. Um, and but our boy Danny Boyle's been phenomenal. Yeah, he's been awesome. I mean, he's logged a lot of minutes. That metal blade shirt he's wearing all the time. Yeah, he's played some hard minutes too because the Kings have kind of looked at him and said, you know what? We take him away. They're no good. Yep. They've been beating on him. I mean, just getting him out the forecheck and smearing him all over the place. He's a lot tougher than he looks. He's a tough, he's tough and he's not big, but he's tough. He'll take a hit to make a play. And he's, he's been fantastic. I think whoever gets out of that series is going to be dog tired, though. And they're not getting much of a break. In the East, they're going to sit for seven or eight days. I know. In the West, I think it's going to be two days, and let's go, boys. Well, yeah, prob- probably so. And, uh, which, I, you know, in some ways it's good, I, I guess. Yeah, you stay in that rhythm. Yeah, because I think that, you know, such a long break, my fear, well, it's not my fear. I guarantee you that the first period of game one in Pittsburgh Boston is going to be unwatchable because they're just going to be. So tentative and you know out rusty. Yeah, a lot of turnovers. You know, yeah, it's, it's, a lot of icing. That game's probably gonna be ugly in general. So, well, why am I going now? <laughs> because we're all gonna find <laughs> out. We're gonna take <laughs> we're gonna take Pittsburgh by storm. That's right. Follow us on Twitter to see all the shenanigans. <laughs> all these dudes. There's um, a huge metal community there for you to party with. So you're good. Yeah. Hey. And Vinny and Brian Metzer and all those guys. Oh, yeah. And uh, from Scott inside from our famous Tampa trip will be there when we hang out, when we hung out. That's right. Uh, with Chris Barnes and, and had that epic night there. So there'll be is, a game uh, and sorted other activities. Is, uh, is our buddy Bruce Arthur going to be there as well? He's been there for the first two rounds. Uh, he may well be there. Um, by the way, he's one of the great, great Twitterers. Yes. There's some, like, normally people who tweet, hundreds of thousands of times are annoying, but yeah. he's like probably one of my favorite guys to follow on Twitter because it's always really interesting. Yeah, he always makes you think you might not agree with him, but he always makes you think. No, he, I agree with most of the stuff he puts up there. So he's, he's good. It's not a, it's not all hockey either, so it's good stuff there. Well, oh, he's a big basketball guy. That's why I can't follow him. He tweets so really? basketball all the time. I mean, I, I actually like guys that follow basketball because I have no time to really pay attention because yeah. it's hockey season. So I like to have a periphery of knowledge of what's going on. Yeah, I just have no interest at all. Do you have a pick in basketball, or are you just you I always play? I literally have no interest. I, I know the Heat are still alive because Elon Lucic compared the Pittsburgh Penguins to the Miami, Miami Heat, and uh, the Pittsburgh writers are so bored that they tried to turn it into a controversy um, that they were all mercenaries. Um, yeah. But the Penguins weren't biting. Sidney Crosby, smart captain. Just said, I take it as a compliment. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, yeah. What are you, what are you, what are you going to say, actually? Well, so, yeah, but otherwise, I have no idea what's going on in baseball. Now, if you want to talk English rugby, I know what's going on. I've been watching a lot of rugby. Yeah. No one, you're, you and 50 other people in this country, they, they even show that on TV? They do, Fox Sports Plus. Well, see, so you're talking other sports now, real quick. Do we have, I, well, we, you don't have any clue, but myself and I'm sure our, our again, our buddy Mike McKenna, say congrats to 
Tony Kanaan, who won the Indy 500, which was awesome. Great guy. Under, uh, under, under caution, no less. Uh, I don't know that much. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's a big story. So that was cool. And then uh, uh, on a note here, next month, uh, we're going to have my buddy Travis Blackley, who pitches for the Houston Astros, on. He was part of the Oakland A's team that won the championship last year. And the Oakland A's, if you do not know, were christened by Decibel Magazine as the official heavy metal team of Major League Baseball. Now, there's still a bunch of metalheads on the A's, but the biggest metalhead was, was Travis, as you'll find out next month. Yeah. Monster metalhead, great dude, and uh, he's pitching pretty well for the Astros, even though the Astros are an unmitigated disaster this year. Not a good team. But yeah, there's, great dude, there's still some guys from Oakland, because they, they had the Battlecross boys out in Detroit, right? Because they're from there. One of the guys from the A's had the... No, that was Travis. Oh, wasn't yeah, Travis? That was Battlecross. He, he was the guy that came out to the Battlecross last year. Oh, okay. So yeah, he was there with those Yeah, guys. I remember but, seeing their pictures on Twitter. <laughs> like Doolittle and Grant Balfour and all those guys are still big metalheads up in up in Oakland. Josh Reddick, who I hung out with, not a metalhead, but he looks like a metalhead. Yeah. He's still up there. He's a good deal. Well, I think he's on the I think he's on the DL now. But but we'll talk some baseball next month since it'll be baseball season and I'll have to I'll have to brush up a little bit. Yeah, you have to yeah, watch some Astros games. Chemist Travis has got sleeves going on yeah. there and everything. Mr. Metal, so so there's a program update, and then we're going to have another, I'm hoping, I don't want to say anything yet, but I'm hoping that the August edition, we're going to have a Hall of Fame baseball player on, I think. So, we'll, we'll keep And it's not Tom Seaver. It's not Tom Seaver. He's not a metalhead. <laughs> Although I did meet Tom Seaver. Did I, did I ever tell you my Tom Seaver story? So I, I went, my buddy Don Jameson uh, works for Sportsnet New York. He hosts a show, co-hosts a show called Beer Money, yeah. on right before the Met Games. So as part of his deal, he gets a suite like two times. A, he gets to be in the four tickets to the Sportsnet New York suite yeah. a couple times a year. So last year, uh, he invited me, myself, and maybe Trunk and Don. All we all went to, to the game, uh, and one of our other friends is a big Mets fan. So uh, which was fun because I went up to, with Eddie to the up to the uh, where the public address announcer is, and the guy who's the public address, address announcer at Mets games is a monster metalhead. And the guy who directs the Mets for Sportsnet is a huge metalhead, so it's kind of fun to meet all, all those guys. Yeah. So we went back down in the suite, and Tom Seaver comes in. I mean, I know who Tom Seaver is. I'm not a huge sports guy, but I know who Tom Seaver is. Yeah. I played baseball when I was a kid. So I was like, oh, cool, Tom Seaver. And these three guys were freaking out. It's like their all-time favorite player, and they're flipping out. So anyway, I had a glass of wine. And Tom Seaver comes right up to my glass of wine and looks like he was going to drink from it. He, like, stuck his nose into it, sniffed it, and looked at me and said, is this any good? I go, that's not too bad. And he went straight to the bar to get a glass of wine. Those guys are flipping out that Tom Seaver came up and asked me a question. So yeah, we had to finagle to get them a picture with him and everything. So it's, it's pretty funny. Well, we had Eddie on a couple of months ago. And he oh, right. was talking about how crazy he is for the Mets and the Giants. And so I can only imagine, you know, that would be like me being in a, a box and all the Red Sox from my youth coming off like... Oh, yeah, and, J- and Jameson, who's also a huge Mets fan, was, was talking to Tom. He's telling me, yeah, you know, I work for Sportsnet and trying to think that, you know, Sierra might be impressed by that. And he goes, that's good, kid. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nice enough guy, but clearly he was more interested in drinking the wine at that point than uh, talking to any more fans. Like, you know, but it's probably so funny, even though we called him kid, it was probably one of the highlights for Don. Oh, no, those guys were... They they got a picture with him and they were both on cloud nine. They they were flipping flipping out. So I actually took the picture because I really could care less about 
Yeah, when I was sure it's on fever, but when I was in Pittsburgh last round, we were coming back from the locker room and we were going on the elevator to go back up to the press box to right after the game and Mario was coming down, so the doors opened and Mario came out and he's like, Good work, boys, keep it up or something. He said something like that. It was completely generic and like we all got in the locker room, we were like little kids, like it's still like it's Mario Lemieux. You're like, Yeah, yeah he said, Good work <laughs> you know, you had no idea who you are, but you're still like, Oh man, it's Mario. I will say, although I'm sure people will disagree with me, but the greatest player to ever play, Mario. I, I saw Wayne Gretzky. I'm one of them that every night for eight years. But mine's Bobby Orr. I think he just Bobby Orr changed the game completely. Um, so it's a personal preference. But I mean, look, all three of those guys are pretty good. Yeah, players. you want to throw any of them off your team? Uh, no, absolutely not. So, um. So what are you gonna do when hockey season's over? You like detox for a while? Is that what happens? Oh man, the last you know, oh, you got you got the draft. Last day of the no NHL awards though this year. Yeah, no, they're doing them at the finals. Is that a good or a bad move? Uh, it's a necessary move, I think. For me, it's, <laughs> you, a, it's a it's a good and a bad move because are you gonna no way I could survive going to Vegas. <laughs> um, but I although I haven't been in an airplane yet. We're in the third round of the playoffs. Oh, I have no, not been in an airplane yet. I've driven to Boston. I've driven to Pittsburgh. And I drove to Chicago. Are you going to drive to Chicago? No, I'll have to get in a plane. Then. I drove from Boston to Pittsburgh. Oh, wow. Ten, ten hours. Why would you do that? Because uh, I forgot that the games were back-to-back. I went up to Boston for Game 7, like I was telling you, and then I thought that the Pittsburgh game was two days later, but it was the next day. So I got to bed at 2. I got up at 6.30. I was in my car by 7. I pulled into the courtyard by Marriott in downtown. You couldn't just fly to Pittsburgh from Boston and then just fly back to Boston and pick up your car? No. No? No. I I took it as a personal challenge at that point. Oh, wow. Listened to a lot of liquid. I realized by myself I listened to a lot of Howard Stern and a lot of liquid metal, and I was good until about eight hours into the trip, and then I started to lose a little bit of touch with reality. Mm-hmm. I got to the hotel at five, shut her down for an hour, didn't sleep, but closed the eyes and forgot about the road, got up at six, took a quick shower, with and then adding up by 6.30, wow. covered the game. There you go. And then that crazy Burnside kid from ESPN had me out after the game. I don't know how I did it, and then I slept for 12 hours the next day. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, no, we, uh, last day of the Stanley Cup Finals, last possible date is the 28th. So your nightmare, so really the nightmare is a scenario game seven. is Boston, L.A. Or travel one. San Jose. Well, I think Boston, L.A. is even worse, because at least Boston, San Francisco is a little easier flight. Maybe. Half uh, hours. Like really? I mean, you have more options going into L.A., I think. Well, no, really, Boston, I think you can do Virgin America, Boston, too, which is a Lovely airline. Yeah. But anyways, Game 7. Oh, I guess Game 7 can't be out west. I guess both East teams better records. At this point, yeah, absolutely. Unless Chicago's in them. That's true. Yeah. But that's not a bad travel in Chicago. Oh, no, no. But the, I'm saying, but like, true West Coast if, if it's L.A. Or, or San Jose, and especially Boston, I mean, well, Pittsburgh's a nightmare, too, because there are no nonstops to either of those places from Pittsburgh. No, and the airport's almost an hour outside of the city. Like, it's just crazy. Like, I, that's the one part Pittsburgh I don't... Pittsburgh is not that far. It's like, it's like 35 to 40 minutes. 30 minutes. I just... When you get traffic, it's an hour. Yeah, that's not bad. I, I've done it. I've done it a million times. Yeah. I'm going to do it again on Saturday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, game seven... And then, so that would be on the 28th. Two days later, we're in beautiful downtown Newark uh, for the draft. One-day event this year. Three o'clock start. 
Go oh, they're doing the whole draft in one day? Draft in one day. Oh, wow. Like, Why is that? There's a concert in the building oh. next day, I think. Bruno Mars, maybe. Wow. Um, is that a good or bad thing? That's a good thing. Get it all out of the way. Get it all done. Uh, I agree for TV, but... Well, I think they're still going to do those first couple of rounds that they do on the two-day event, and then those last rounds fly. I think sometimes they're held up a little bit for TV sake, and they're just going to let them go, man. It's going to be... So, wait, so what time are they going to start? Three. Yeah, but that's not a great TV time. No, no, no. No, it's not ideal TV time, but they'll go like 3 to 11. And then we've pushed back uh, free agency until after the 4th of July because their schedule went so late this year. And so after I enjoy a nice 4th of July while I sleep off uh, all the traveling I've done, uh, July 5th, we start free agency. So there's no rest for the weary or the wicked. Yeah, well, I'm not, like I said, I'm not very happy with the way the schedule is this this year because uh, yeah, I'm going to be in Europe. It's not like a finals. Yeah, but you're going to all the festivals, man. It's a good festival slate this year. It's got a lot of great bands playing over in Europe this year. Yeah, I'm doing, yeah, the summer for me is a nightmare because I'm doing, I'm doing everything in ways. So I'm going over for a, some of the festivals and seeking diamond and stuff in June and missing the Stanley Cup finals. I'm coming back because then Mayhem starts. Yeah. Four bands on Mayhem. And a great Mayhem bill this year. That's a good Mayhem bill as well. So I'm, i got to go to some of that. And then we have a band on Warp Tour and then a couple bands on some Slaughter. And then I have to go back in August because August is the second wave of all the big festivals. So, and the summer's going to be just hell on Earth. All our listeners are right, they're shedding big crocodile tears right now. Hey, man, flying around, though, is no fun. I get to these festivals. Is no, oh, it is no fun, but there's a and payoff. Work, and people think it's, it's work. I don't, I'm, not, no, no, I don't work. I'm not there to freaking... Right. It's the same with everybody. Like, oh, you go to the Stanley Cup final. They're like, yeah, I sit in the bowels of the arena, watch the last two periods on TV, and I'm there till 2 o'clock in the morning, right? And then I'm back at 9 in the morning for the morning skate or practice the next day. It is not the life of the proverbial rock star. That is, that is, that is, that is true. Yeah, well, it's always the way you know, everybody thinks it is. But uh, look, I can't complain. I would never a lot, complain. A lot of worse things you could be doing. Exactly. But the travel this summer is definitely uh, not looking forward to it, but uh, looking forward to seeing all the bands and stuff. So it's a, it's a good summer festival run for everybody. So, so we'll get back to it next month with some guests. Like I said, we'll have Travis Blackley on next month. And the following month, it looks like we'll have uh, hopefully a baseball Hall of Flavor. So we'll talk some baseball as well. All these dudes, and then, uh, and then by September, it's going to be football and hockey season again. Yeah, man. And when we're on again, it's hard to believe, but when we're on again, we'll know who's kind of cup champion is. That is true, and we'll see if, uh, if well, you you can't get it right at all, can you? Now, which way do you pick the thing? Still half alive. You're still half alive. <laughs> but we'll see. Well, yeah, we'll find out uh, tomorrow night if. Uh, Blackhawks are still in. Still in. I, I can't. I can't believe that they could lose. But uh, I. But you couldn't believe that there'd be a new game seven either. Yeah, but it is. It is the one team I was really bummed that lost was Anaheim because I, I saw them playing more than anybody else live this year. And I really liked that team. I liked Boudreaux. Such a good team. And I was, I was so bummed that they lost in the first round of Detroit. But at least it was showing it wasn't a fluke. I mean, Detroit's either going to win or they're taking Chicago to seven games. Yeah, no, they came on good at the end of the year, and <laughs> Jimmy Howard started to play. Like a franchise goalie. Is uh, Timu coming back next year? What do you think? He'll be 43. He hasn't said. He'll look pretty good. He looked great, and he didn't say no. Whenever a guy doesn't say no, I'm always like, there's a chance. Same thing with Daniel Alfredson, you know. 
And when they lost to the, the Penguins, he pulled the puck out of the net in that blowout game. Yeah. And uh, I think for him, though, it's I think for at least with uh, with Solani, I mean, obviously, Koivu's going to come back, so his, his buddy's there. And yeah. Obviously, I mean, look, they got a legitimate shot. I mean, they, you know, obviously, they got bounced in the first round this year, but they gotta still have a legitimate shot at, at the Cup. I'm not so sure that Ottawa has that same shot. No, but he's got the young Swedes on the team that he likes. And he's yeah, I guess he's with Carlson, you know, another year he's going to be healthy again because he didn't yeah, yeah. coming back. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah. So, you know, but, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of uh, old-time Europeans that maybe we saw the last of it. Hopefully we didn't. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll find out pretty soon. So we'll see you guys uh, next month, and we'll uh, discuss who was right or wrong about the Stanley Cup. Yeah, somebody will eat a little bit of crow. That's as always. <laughs> so. uh, coming to you from the NHL offices, this is Metal Wisconsin signing off, and we'll see you guys next month.